This is The Widow Podcast and I am Karen Sutton, The Widow Coach. I'll be supporting you through the loss of your life partner so you can find a more positive way through your grief. I want to give you hope after loss and to know that when you are ready, you can create a meaningful life for yourself with the help of me, Karen Sutton and The Widow Podcast. And welcome back to another episode of the Widow Podcast. I have the lovely Britta Hawkeppel with me today. <laughs> I had to ask her how to pronounce that because Britta is um, German originally. Um, so there's a special way of saying her surname and I'm not very good at it. So I'm just saying it really quickly. <laughs> but Britta's here to talk to us today. Britta is an author, a naturopath, an intuitive healer, a kinesiologist and holistic therapist. Britta provides the possibility of physical, emotional and spiritual restoration and healing for clients who have given up on more traditional methods of medicine. Now, I've had a chat with Britta, obviously, before we came on to record this. And what Britta does is incredible. Britta has also sent me some video testimonials um, of clients, which are really powerful. And I just said to Britta, I want to come and see you myself, (laughs) just because what you do sounds so amazing. So, Britta, welcome. Thank you so much for for joining us today. Thank you for having me and well done to get all that off your chest, the name and everything. I'm impressed already. I can breathe now. So, I mean, it's a long list of things. And, you know, the author, there's two books that that you've written as well. Um, You know, you really are very passionate, aren't you, about what you do and how you help people and how you help people really is quite remarkable. So just tell us a little bit about you and what all that looks like, I suppose. So what all that looks like. So what I offer now to date is sort of like my own little toolbox of healing tools that I've acquired over 26 years of being in this industry, so to say, as a holistic therapist. And I live, breathe. And um, yeah, I mean, my life fulfillment is to always find powerful, quick, fast solutions to remove trauma and to raise uh, the vibrational state of my client, the person who sees me, because I have witnessed what can occur when you know what to do and how to release trauma that is held anywhere in the full body system. Hence, we have the mental layer, the emotional layer, the spiritual layer, energetic layer. So we've got a lot of different layers to the, we call it full body system. So in any of those layers, trauma fragments can become stagnant through trauma, through PTSD, through um, grief, um, abuse, you name it. We store every experience as a fragment, as a frequency somewhere in the body. Uh, where it begins to manifest into a usually physical imbalance because we usually ignore all the mental, emotional stuff until the body goes, hello, I'm in agony, now do something. And that's the time that people come to see me and they have usually seen doctors, they've they've had treatment, and I'm usually the last resort. So no pressure, but I'm used to it and I love a challenge. And uh, uh, let's just say the universe has clearly um, catered me uh, with equipment that I can do this, luckily. And so people come to me with a variety of symptoms, so whether that's acute pain, chronic pain, um, severe depression, 
uh, as I said, PTSD. Um, it can be um, things like IBS, migraine, uh, fibromyalgia, cancer. Um, I've had quite a lot of increase of cancer uh, patients over the last three years. And I've had some amazing um, results also, male and female, in tumours disappearing, which has been amazing. And um, all these stories, I mean, I can't really express verbally just how fulfilled I feel when I close my eyes at the end of the day. It's such a, um, for me, deeply fulfilling, amazing moment to hear and witness and see scan results or get phone calls of things disappearing where doctors are questioning, um, you know, why, why is this gone? Uh, what I would hope for in the future is for uh, the Western approach to anatomy and physiology to accept and work together with the actual holistic approach because they have to accept that what we're doing actually works without side effects. And I mean, you know, that kind of says it all, in my opinion. It's so interesting. It really is, you know, and as I've sort of gone through my journey in my life, the more I hear about those the traditional methods of, of medicine that we, we tend to, to fall on, they always come with such side effects, don't they? And, and you know... <laughs> In some respects, it might support you in some way, but it takes something away from you somewhere else as well. And and people don't want to be on long term medication, you know, so much anymore, understandably, because of those side effects of what's going on. When somebody comes to see you and you work your magic, because <laughs> it literally sounds like you work your magic, do they have to take away tools strategies do they have to make lifestyle changes to support what you do for them well sometimes i mean there's very very straightforward i would say effortless sort of bit of homework that i give depending obviously what the imbalance is if someone is to change their diet or quality of diet i would give them support and advice as then their choice whether they want to follow through with that but most people do otherwise what's the point in in you know seeking help um and or breathing techniques or little things like being more aware or i'd give them meditation techniques uh get them to work with my book uh you know there's different things but it's uh it's usually something that i would call almost um natural form of living logical thinking you know you don't go and see someone for example if you want to lose weight and continue eating um i don't know cakes until midnight do you know what i mean it's kind of it's got to be logic it's got to make sense and all i give them is good advice the best supplements that are free from additives to support your transition whatever it is that they need support with and we do need to work the body is complex the you know the we are complex beings so one thing isn't going to cure everything that we've been manifesting and downloading into our mind body system that's creating the trauma so we might need a supplement and do breath work and do this and do that but i i see that as almost um, you know, something that's quite effortless to integrate into your day. And I think you're right, you know, when, when things get so bad for somebody, you know, you want to make those changes because you want to feel better. Yeah. You yeah. talked about raising sort of our vibrational state what do you what does that mean so every emotion that you feel has a signature vibration a frequency wavelength uh so if for example people who think predominantly thoughts of anger or fear 
uh, lower their vibration. So, for example, fear is on a frequency of, say, 20 to 30 hertz. Love is, and gratitude is around about 700. Now, the lower the vibration, the less DNA is stimulated in the mind, in the body, and it also lowers the function of the organs. So the organ is still working, but the vitality of the cells, because the cells are vibrating all the time. It's all about frequency. We're constantly communicating via wavelengths. It's all different frequencies. So every thought you have has a specific vibrational imprint that the brain then translates. So every thought triggers different hormone centers in your brain and releases hormones accordingly, shooting through. I mean, this happens so quick all the time and it's constant communication going on. Yes, no, yes, no, no, yes, 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 no. And the low vibrational emotions over time really depress the entire vibrational internal state of this human being which then in, in return attracts the same back into their reality. So they will also attract the wrong people, low vibrational people. Uh, they will attract problems, more problems and disasters. I mean, it sounds fictional, but promise you it's, it's all happened. And what we do is we remove these low vibrations and replace them with a higher vibration. That's what I do, whether it's acupuncture, healing, sound healing, or other tools that I use when my client is with me. And then I replace it with the higher vibration. So we work on a concept of what's called entrainment, which is that I, I nullify the lower vibration with a higher vibration. So I literally do that. I just get rid of it and put in place a higher molecule that vibrates in a higher vibration in the entire body system. So the body then digests that this quantum field and the outcome is that the person will then attract external circumstances that are suddenly everything falls into place people suddenly sort of um, I've had many people call me and say you won't believe who spoke to me it was this person who hasn't spoken to me for years and it was all I've been waiting for just through a shift that they've had in my practice things happen all around them and I've had it for years people come back and say this is interesting. That's a coincidence. That's funny. And I said, uh, you know, it's a positive side effect of also getting the person to understand that we, that your thoughts emanate beyond your physical body. You remember, you're like a, a tuning fork, a Wi-Fi station. You're constantly receiving and transmitting data. And the body, the physical body is just the vessel. Okay, and it's an important vessel, obviously, because it's here to guide us from A to B to have these experiences and evolve. But it's consciousness that's driving the vessel. Consciousness feeds on thoughts, belief systems, vibration, and acts accordingly. And your whole life will be mapped out, mirrored back by what you're vibrating out into the field. I hope that's made sense. You know what? It's amazing, isn't it? Because... I talk about this a lot, you know, in, in my, my program, um, that I, I run for, for widows, it's a 12 month program. And I very much help people with their mindset because, you know, I really truly believe I've, I've felt it for myself. I've seen it in others, you know, where our focus goes, where our energy flows or, you know, our thought processes, what we choose to, to focus on, 
how we speak to ourselves, how we perceive situations. There's so much, isn't there? And, and, you know, our brain is, like you say, there are, there's so many thoughts. There's like 60 to 80,000 a day or something, isn't there, that, that are going on in, in our head. Um, and it's something like 80% of them are negative, aren't they? And, and 95 repetitive. So we've got all this negative stuff going round and round in our head all the time. And it's breaking that cycle. But the impact it has on how you feel and how you view the world once you start to recognize your thought patterns and create that awareness and, and shift your, your thoughts ever so slightly, it has a huge impact. So what you're saying there just confirms and validates that even further on a, on a deeper level, even, you, you know, just the, the energy that we give out and you, you see it, don't you? You know, even when you're walking down the street, you know, you'll walk past somebody that's upbeat, confident, shoulders back, eye contact, smile. You can tell they've just got a really lovely energy and you, you they, that comes to you, doesn't it? You kind of go, Oh, lovely person. You're attracted to them. You want to talk to them. You say hello. They make you feel good about your, you can feel that walk past somebody in the street who's, you know, on a much lower vibrational level. Um, maybe they've got something going on. They're giving out very heavy, negative, bad vibes. They're not talking. They're not being polite or considerate. You just come away feeling like, oh, that wasn't very nice, that interaction. Um, so it makes complete sense. So when you do that for somebody does that automatically impact their thought patterns as a result, or is that something that they would become more aware of? Yeah, the thoughts follow as as we sort of we break the cycle, and then they are made more aware of their thoughts because either give them maybe affirmations and make them aware of what they've been telling themselves for years, which in a child is talking to you, usually the eight year old or ten year old who's saying you're not good enough, you're too fat, you never do anything, you're like your mum, are oh, useless like your dad whatever it's about the awareness is key in order to have knowledge and then you can make the choice and then you're given tools to act and use those tools to break the awareness when it comes it flags up in your mind and you'll be aware oh, okay this wasn't very nice so now I'll go back into um, I want to replace that with a loving thought for myself but that takes a bit of time you know we have to uh, uh, invest a bit of patience in ourselves you know we have to become our own loving parent that some of us haven't had or you know the inner child that's always within us that's always um, in a lot of people you know walking around with a bleeding wound um, that's bleeding as it's walking uh, through life without realizing asking waiting to be heard seen hugged loved and spoken to kindly and every day uh people look in the mirror and they from the moment they open their eyes they hack into uh their entire you know who they are what they look like their profession what you know it's it's horrific when you actually make someone aware just how much judgment as we've just discovered you know it is definitely 80 percent. it's it's horrific really and i'm not uh saying that i never used to do that myself i used to do that uh, to myself in my 20s and my 30s i wasn't even aware that i was doing it and if i was aware i thought i didn't really think about it i just thought that's normal that's who you are and, you know, no one really spent that much time on discovering, exploring, well, what can we do if that's there? Where's that coming from? And yes, we've all had history. We've all had 
childhood, no one really cared until I sort of started to go into it further and said, there must be something I can do because this is not good. This is not healthy. And um, I think the body, you know, the, the feelings and emotions are the guideline to show you if your body's balanced. And in my books, I also explain which emotion, for example, drains which organs. So, for example, anger and rage has a has an awful depleting impact on the entire body, but specifically also the liver. And uh, a lot of cancer develops through anger. And a specific frequency that's so devastating for the entire vitality of the cells, it literally stops the cell from vibrating. It's quite, um, when you've seen it energetically, it's quite tragic. It makes me quite sad because obviously a lot of people are walking around with experiences where they have unresolved anger, rage, you know, when we when something happens, for example, we lose a loved one. One moment they're there, this is love of my life, now someone's taken them from me. That creates a huge level of anger and rage and sorrow. And all these emotions have to go somewhere. And yes, we express it with tears, but that's sometimes not enough because it's such a huge, it's almost like a fountain. You know, it's so much coming back before you even release something. It's just overwhelming. And if that isn't suppressed, if that isn't expressed in a in a healthy way, it has to go somewhere. And then people come to see me uh, months or years after post grief with all types of physical imbalances that are quite severe because they thought, oh well, that's done. I have to get on with life. But grieving doesn't really go right. Okay, we're having two months of this. We're having one month of that, and then we're done. It doesn't quite work like that because obviously we have hormonal changes, we've got environmental changes, uh, everything, everyday life plays. It's every single day is a separate experience that we have to um, go through the biorhythmic wheel of emotions, hormones, and we just have to find tools that help us manage the best way we can through those ups and downs if you if that's the right way to express it yeah absolutely and you know there is a a belief with some people that you know grief's maybe quite a linear process and you know you have certain emotions at certain times and then there's a, a an end point where you kind of go okay well I, you know I think I'm doing all right now actually and and the grief seems to have settled and I'm, I'm I'm rebuilding and it's not about that is it it's learning how to navigate all those feelings and emotions and and like you say express them in a healthy way and and what might be healthy one day might be different another day because it's you know you're feeling different your energy is different your hormones are different um so it, it really is having a full toolkit isn't it of, of things that you can fall back on that that help you nurture yourself through it in in a in a kind compassionate way because to your point earlier you know we're so judgmental of ourselves aren't we and we're so critical of ourselves and we feel these emotions we label them as negative and positive and if they're negative they're bad and we shouldn't share them and we're a burden and got to get on with it and I'll just carry on and it'll sort itself out it doesn't you know it's back to the you know the book isn't it with Dr Bessel van der Kolk of the, the body holds the score you know I think he's really raised the awareness of how we hold trauma in our bodies which is something i don't think 
that were particularly connecting the dots to very well, even still, you know, there's a lot of work to be done. But we go through these major life events and there's so much, there's so much in it. It's, you know, grief, I think, is severely misunderstood and the enormity of it and the impact of it mentally, physically, emotionally is huge. And I don't know that we're really recognizing that even when we're in the depths of grief and we're carrying this, this trauma, this hurt, this pain, and it's manifesting itself in so many ways in our bodies. And we just keep going. We just keep pushing through and just thinking it's normal and it's okay. But actually, there's people like you and, and myself, you know, I, I support people in the way I can, but you you work in a completely different way, in an incredible way of, of offering people that support to help them, I guess, release some of their, their trauma. Does this happen over a period of time, Britta? Do people have to come for a certain amount of sessions? Is it something that people, you know, maybe, do, I mean, do you come and have like six sessions to get to a good place and then you have, come and have top-up ones because life keeps happening, right? You, you know, I, what? how does that work for people? So I would say, not that I can say a general thing, but when people come to see me, the shifts are so profound in just one session that, uh, I mean, you know, they do rebook because we need a follow-up. I would say between one to five sessions is probably, probably depending on what the person's coming with but that's sort of what I do and then people choose if they want to top up when they feel oh I have there's something else that I need help with and they'll come but those spaces will can vary between weeks or months you know uh, but yeah one to five sessions I would say is realistic but the most uh, the, the sh biggest shifts uh, are sort of in the first two that's amazing yeah I mean it's incredible well, what happens in that? I mean, I sometimes still sit back and I just am always amazed what happens. I have to say, it's just incredible to witness. I mean, I'm assuming it's like a release. Is it like a, I, I don't know, is it, it feels like it sounds like that's how it is almost that you're carrying something, you've stored something in your body yeah. and you don't, you haven't figured out how to release it, but you're able to unlock something that helps them to release it. Yes. Yeah, so um, it's really difficult to verbally express the exact details. But if you imagine um, if I hold the key to open the door to the inner child or wherever the trauma is locked away, I literally open it up. I use my trauma erase color technique, healing technique, which I've patented. So I take them and what I would say back in memory to an event, a trigger moment that I find out beforehand using kinesiology. And then I guide them into the area of the body, the space where they've stored this frequency or emotion. Now, every emotion holds a color, believe it or not. And when you get people into sort of, I wouldn't say hypnosis, but I'd take them down into alpha state, into relaxed state. So then the body is able to communicate quite effortlessly. 
And uh, they give them the information of uh, from the body where it is, what color it is, and which motion specifically, who is connected with it, when it happened. And then I've got, I just grab it literally, and then I start purging, I start removing it out of the body using my sound healing and specific techniques together with my client, who's then also having to use sound and breath technique as I am using sound. It's quite shamanic in its actual happening and it can be very severe so people can have severe emotional um, uh, reactions they can uh, you know start to literally uh, drench their clothing because the the adrenaline that's coming through the body shedding a lot of sweat so some people go through shivers vibrations they start twisting they start doing all sorts of things it is a little bit like sometimes it looks I've always said it's like a healing exorcism <laughs> I know it sounds scary but it isn't but because it's so intense and because the body goes through a vibrational shift, people literally lie and vibrate for quite some time until the body is settled down, depending on how profound the energy shift is. But it's all, everybody feels comfortable during this process. It's not like people are, oh my God, what's happening here? They they always say, oh God, I felt completely safe and relaxed, but I was aware that my leg was doing this or my arms were doing this or my, my jaw was literally... Uh, you know, uh, uh, making sounds, etc., and it's all part of the body releasing that extreme stored up energy. It's like pushing, a pulling off a valve, you know, and it's like pressure that's leaving the body where it's been held and held. And sometimes this can happen simultaneously in different areas of the body when I'm starting to work on them. Hence, why the body is literally just responding. And it's an amazing thing to witness, especially how people look before and after the treatment. The shift is immediate in not just their expression, but their skin tone. Um, they, Everyone says it, that it feels like they feel so much lighter, like a veil has been moved. Everybody says the same thing. Their senses are sharper. Um they just feel taller, that their spine has been extended. It's just incredible. Um, but, you know, it is. It is. It's, um, it, it sounds a little bit like um, I did a podcast uh, with a lady, Sylvia Tillman, a while ago about TRE. Have you heard of TRE? Um, I can't remember what it stands for, trauma releasing exercises or something, isn't it? Um, and where you, you, take your body to a place where it shakes it you know it literally it shakes and it's an involuntary shaking she did it with me before we did the podcast and it was like oh my god this is really weird but it makes sense you know when you look at the science of it and 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 read into into these things of how the body releases the, the, the trauma it kind of ties in with that as well obviously it's a it's a different way but it's a different the, approach yeah yeah but you just is there's still the that you know the body is 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 shaking and and releasing that that trauma now you must speak to people britta and you must tell people what you do and 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 i i'm going to ask this because i know there'll be people listening <laughs> to this conversation thinking oh my goodness what yeah. a load of rubbish because we're quite, and I'll be honest, I was that person after my husband died. Um, a friend of mine offered to do some Reiki on me. Um, and I was like, what? I don't, that sounds ridiculous. But I thought, do you know what? I was in such a bad place. I'll give anything a go. Just fine. Loved it. 
really felt the benefits of it, which has now evolved into some crystal healing, which again, I love, don't necessarily massively understand it. What I think is really important in life is to have an open heart and an open mind, but not everyone is open. People hear things, see things and think that's utterly ridiculous. What What's your response to people when when they're kind of maybe poo-pooing what you do a little bit and, and not thinking that it's it, it's real, it's valid? Well, all I say is I love those people and I have a lot of male clients and they are the best really. They come in uh, with that attitude. They just say, I don't know what to expect. I'm just, oh, I'm here. Do you know what I'm going to know? I don't want to know, just sort of, and then you start and the rest is history. Then they just say what just happened and, oh, my God, and they're blown away. There's no such thing as uh, there is, because it is what it is, I don't have to pretend uh, to explain, you know, people just have the experience. And I don't have people anymore um, who come to see me and say, oh, well, we see what happens because they just know. I mean, I've done it for so long. I've got so much evidence. I don't need to prove it. I just say, come and have a session and you'll know. Love that. I love that. The proof is in the pudding. I mean, you did share some um, incredible testimonials with me. And I was saying to you before we, we started talking on the podcast that, yeah, there's something about, you, you know, you, there were a couple of, of of guys, quite young guys in there, I'd say maybe early 30s, um, normal blokes. And, and, you know, they were putting this stuff out. One guy, I think, had put it on social media and then kind of says, you're going to think I sound mad when I tell you what I've just done. And you're going to judge me, but I don't care because the results of what I've just done are incredible. Talk about the trauma, the depression, the mental health issues they've been carrying around for so long, how they've been feeling, yet they come to you. They talk about how warm how open you are how you welcome them in you make them feel comfortable um and how they feel when they leave and you know the change that you are able to provide people with it's you know people are reconnecting with friends and family around them they, they, they're clearer they've got more confidence they understand things they're being kinder to themselves they're being kinder to others they feel lighter they feel brighter it's like a, a release a freedom which i just think I mean, there's so many of us, aren't there, walking around yeah. with so much trauma. I mean, most of my listeners have lost a, a life partner, supporting somebody that's lost a life partner. But, you know, that's not the only trauma people have been through in life. People have, have lost, you know, other significant people, children, parents, siblings, friends throughout their life. You know, they've been through financial ruin. They've had to move houses, move countries. All sorts of things, as you know, that happen to people, terrible things. And and this these things just keep building, don't they? And and we keep carrying them on and we don't reach out for, for that help. So to know that somebody like you is out there that can offer so much quite easily is remarkable, absolutely remarkable. And I think that's what's needed. You know, um, I um, I do see a lot of people who have been to see uh, counsellors and I have no problem with counsellors, obviously, because I have to do some myself. But nevertheless, some of them see people who've been talking to them for a long time and say, it's just not, it's made my problems, my bubble grow. I don't feel any different. So I don't know what to do anymore. And uh, so, you know, they come to me and, and, and I do what I do because, 
I really think that unless you dive into the person in this four body dimension you can't actually help them properly because you can't just talk to someone and expect the body to go oh that's that's sorted then right I'll get on with life that's good it doesn't work like that you have to change the vibration otherwise it stays the same if you just talk to someone you you load them with more the mind is already doing uh, overload and all this talking creates more overload. It cannot work unless you integrate it with something physical, with something that where, the, where every area of the body can literally start releasing something and be understood and have a, have a release of some sort, you know. Um, and I mean, I'm, I've treated a lot of different age groups with grief because obviously we can have children who've lost, I've treated who've lost parents or whether where a mum had breast cancer and they um, thought mum was going to die. Mum survived, but it's been stuck there since the age of three. And now it comes to me at the age of nine with anger issues, which has stemmed from grief. Grief it can sometimes mutate into rage, into other emotions later on in life if it hasn't been recognized. It can lead to silly things like grinding as a mild symptom, but it can also uh, lead to liver cirrhosis because of the anger, you know. So the range um, of, of what emotions can do when they are suppressed and stagnant and become lodged because they haven't been recognized um, and just suppressed with pharmaceutical drugs uh, make it worse uh, and they suppress it more. So it, the body can only um, then find... Uh, a little alarm flags with pain or do, uh, passing out or um, adding something else that will gather gain more attention you know whether that's eating disorders whether that's self-harming for for children you know um and and lots of awful things that are going on um all the time really so when i mean we've you kind of touched a bit on counseling there and going and talking about things and i think you know i agree Counseling is great and it does have a, a place in the world for sure, but I don't think on its own it, it's enough. I think people need more. And I think actually a lot of counsellors now are building on, on their, their skill set, aren't they? But we do need more. Do some people come to you and they don't necessarily know what the root cause is? Because you get this, don't you? you people have got these these traumas, these, these challenges, these symptoms in life, mental health, physically, whatever. And you say to them, "What? Where's where's this stem from?" And I know a lot of it stems from childhood. However, people aren't always able to pinpoint it when they've been to you. Are they then able to pinpoint it, or does it just not matter because you've helped them to release it? No, it matters very much. Um, and there's two there's two things that I do. So I have the ability to actually read the energy of the body, which is going to freak people out even more. As an intuitive healer, I'm actually gifted, so I can actually see things and hear things that the body is telling me. I know it sounds crazy. I can also read your auric field, which is an expression of colours that are, again, connected to thoughts. So I've had people sit there and whilst they're talking whilst they're writing their history um sort of details i already get downloads of what's actually going on that in combination with using kinesiology which helps me detect the age where it happened quite quickly using a testing technique 
with my ability to read energy is is effortless. I find out exactly in maybe 10, 15 minutes what the root cause is. And it never takes longer than that. I know it sounds That's I know mad. it sounds crazy. Listening to myself, I'm thinking, yes, but it's true. And maybe it's only taking 10, 15 minutes nowadays because I've done it for 26 years. And my body's so tuned in uh, and into these colors and and um, what comes away from the body, the fragments. I can read it so clearly. That's just one of my skills, you know. And uh, without my skills, I would just probably rely on kinesiology. But having the added skills, uh, and, you know, and just today I had a lady here who lost her mother who was stuck in grief. Just today. And... Uh, Again, it might freak people out, but um, I connected to her mother. I gave her details about things that she used to do, that she used to like, that she experienced with her mum, how she is connected with her son, etc. And there was so much detail in that, uh, that she took away this comfort, that this soothing that she hasn't had ever since of losing her mum. Now, that wasn't my intention. I don't choose that. The parent decides when they come in because it's energy. Working with energy means that the physical body, once that's left behind, doesn't stop the connection between uh, loved ones. The energy remains in the field for whatever reason, they are aware of what we say, think, and do. They can zoom in and out of this dimension. I think it's amazing. It's quite frustrating because we know this, but we can't communicate, you know, pick up the phone, go, right, I need to speak to you now, because they can't talk the same, but they will give you signs. They will give you different temperatures, certain smells, certain words, songs, uh, they come with so much evidence and validation once you open up. When the time is right, you can open. You can find so much comfort and understanding in knowing that none of us ever die. We just don't. And whether people believe it or not, this is not my issue. It is what it is. And it's just knowing and learning to almost um, – create a new form of communication between you and the loved one. And it's not going to be the same. It's not like picking up the phone. It is a different form of communication, but you can definitely stay connected with a loved one beyond the physical. And I think it's really important. You know, I, I do, we cover this a lot again in my program that those continuing bonds, you know, creating those ongoing connections because yeah, physically your person's no longer here. But, you know, emotionally, that love, that continues, that does live on, that doesn't die. And, you know, it's like, how do we carry that forward with us? How, how do we continue those bonds and those connections with our person? And again, it's being open hearted and open minded, isn't it, to, to new ways. And I have a lot of conversations with people about, you know, previous belief systems they've had that aren't necessarily working for them now. And I always think, you know, whatever you believe you know, choose something that brings you comfort, at least that, that helps you kind of go, that feels good. I'm, I'm going to run with that. Um, I think sometimes, you know, I've had a few clients that kind of say, you know, I don't believe there's anything afterwards. I think we just die and that's it. But actually when you lose somebody really close, 
that thought isn't very comforting. That's not nice anymore because then you're like, well, I've got this love still and I feel like I need to stay connected to them. So we we challenge our belief systems almost and, and they do shift and, and change. But I think that's lovely, Britta. I think that I just... I'm sat here thinking, oh my God, what can she see in me? What am I? Your friends but must you be. See, you see, I don't, I don't say this to give people a false hope of clinging on to something. I have had evidence for years that spirit, that people exist beyond death. I know that it's there. I don't, whether people choose to connect to it is a different decision, but I don't do this or say this to, um, you know, create uh, an escapism for people uh, to escape from something. This is something that is real. Whether people choose to connect to it is uh, up, you know, it's their choice. And I think there's a huge difference between doing something, oh, you know, oh, she's just saying it to make her feel better, for example. If someone comes to me, I would I only connect or channel or give people information when it's given to me. And I have to then pass it on to my client because the parent has brought the client to me because they're okay, but their child isn't okay. Whatever age the child is, whether the child is 40, 50, 60, 70, still their child. And they want this child to be looked after. So the way spirit I find works sometimes is they you're sitting somewhere, you're having a conversation and suddenly someone says, oh, have you been to see so-and-so? And, you know, you suddenly have people coming to you and there's usually someone that has died not so long ago that, you know, I think, well, that's interesting. So who's bringing who? Who's mm. looking after who here? And I've discovered that very often. It seems to be like the young chap uh, that you heard um, uh, in one of the testimonials is he lost his mother uh, as well. And uh, it, she came through immediately before he even could say anything. I, I said who I've got in the room and why. And, I mean, it was very emotional for me as well because, when you actually sense the energy in your space, you are aware that this is another energy that's in the space mm. and that this is just, I'm just channeling it through my nervous system. I'm just getting information and I'm just saying what I'm getting and the person opposite me is going, oh my God, that's just so exactly what this person did or what I gave her or what I said or what we did or what they liked. And it's, it seems to obviously be really important Um that you know they often validate this was something physical and very often i've had people uh ringing me after or sending me a picture oh my god this is what's happened after i told them about this like for example today as i said this lady her mother came through and said uh, she can see peacocks everywhere and she loves the peacocks and it's a sign that if she sees a peacock, her face just went to stone and said well uh uh, we live around an area of peacocks and I saw one just a few days ago and things like this is happening all the time where people say oh it happened yesterday saw it today oh my god and I've never met this person before nor have any you know pre-information of or gain of, of you know what could I find out about this person peacock right okay you know amazing it's such a and such a wonderful thing to to be able to do for somebody as well like you say it to, is it is to, to it bring that comfort. Level of responsibility though and i do take take this uh very seriously i wouldn't just sort of um oh you know i'm mystic meg it is what it is i have got these abilities and i will integrate it if it's meant to help the individual for the highest good really yeah it's wonderful I mean, you've got just so much, Britta. We could talk 
talk and talk and talk. You're so interesting. You're so, I just, <laughs> just want to come and see you myself. I'm so intrigued. I'd love to. I'd so love to intrigued. Yeah, I just think it would be quite an incredible we'll talk experience. Talk about it afterwards then, what you experienced. Yeah. That would be really interesting, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah, it would. It would actually. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, personal experience. Mm. So you've got you've got two books. I mean, you've got Healing Symbols from a Higher Dimension and The Key to Loving Yourself. Yeah. Um which I think, you know, I'm, and people can find, can't they, which is, which is on your website. We'll put the link in, in the show yeah. notes for those. Yeah. Um, but if people wanted to to get in touch with you and explore a little bit, where's the best place to, to find you, Britta? I think if they just um, contact me via my email, uh, which is britta at vitaserena.co.uk or just simply contact me on my mobile which is the 0790021088 and you know on my website they can also send me a contact form but uh, emails is usually what i receive or a text i'm pretty sort of um, old fashioned that way and uh, we just get in touch immediately and and start the journey start the shifting basically the healing Love that because you, you, it's called um, Vita Serena, isn't it? V I T A S E R E N A. Right. Um, yes. What I'll do is I'll put I'll put the links in the show notes anyway, so so people are, right. are able to access them because I'm sure there will be people out there that are very interested in what you do. Do you work virtually as well, Britta? I do. It- I do. I always say um, if people can at least come to see me face to face for the first one. And depending on the imbalance and distance, uh, we can then do also versions of follow up. But I do prefer to have this release, purge, etc., shamanic treatment one to one, face to face, because you can't really do the shamanic sound healing uh, virtually. I can do a lot of other stuff virtually, but I think to have the best, most powerful impact and shift, it's face to face. Nothing will ever replace that, the, the, you know, that encounter, so to say. Yeah. I mean, all this technology is amazing, but you even can't Even if it's beat. a hologram, even if yeah. I'm in a living room as a hologram, it would not be the same. No. <laughs> and where are you based? I'm based in Coggeshall, that's in Essex. So Coggeshall being, again, quite famous for his ley lines and uh, energy. So at the time I moved here, I had no idea that that was the case. But now I've learned that Coggeshall is quite an energy hotspot. Surprise! Drawn to it, drawn to it. I love it. Uh, well, listen, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for sharing. I just love what you do. I think it has such a powerful impact on people in their lives. It really does. And and I know there's more and more people like you sort of coming in and, and doing this this work. It's becoming more recognized, which I think is a is a wonderful thing for everyone. So just thank you for sharing. Thank you for creating the awareness and thank you for doing what you do because I know you're doing great work, Britta. Thank you for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, I've loved, uh, you know, sharing a little bit of what I do. And yeah, thank you for giving me the opportunity to, you know, express what I do and to get maybe maybe one or two people out there who are going, oh, what's this? Uh, you know, it might change their life. And so because of you. Wow. I think it's it's just nice to let people know what is available, isn't it? Because, you know, we don't always know what's available because we, we're not, we don't know to look for it either. And I think to, to let people know it's there. 
Yeah. No, thank you so much for having me. It's been lovely. Thank you so much for listening to The Widow Podcast with me, Karen Sutton. If you would like to be part of a supportive community of people who understand your grief, come and join my free Facebook group, Widowed and Rising. And make sure you tune in to the next episode of The Widow Podcast. Podcast.